again, this is me on the Newsworthy Podcast, a daily news podcast, 15 minutes, sort of like this one, but all the news. My thanks to Erica Mandy for having me on to ask about the year in tech and also for allowing me to share this audio. Look up the Newsworthy wherever you get your podcasts. Today is Saturday, December 16th. With only a couple weeks left of 2023, it is that time to take a look back at some of the biggest headlines of the year. And for today, we're specifically talking all things tech. To do that, I'm joined by Brian McCullough, the host of the podcast Tech Meme Ride Home, a daily show that covers what's happening in technology. He's also the author of How the Internet Happened from Netscape to the iPhone. So from ChatGPT and the impact of AI to Elon Musk and X to crypto controversies and more, we're reviewing what happened, the impact, and what to expect in 2024. Welcome, welcome to the Newsworthy Special Edition Saturday, when we sit down with a different expert or celebrity every Saturday to talk about something in the news. Don't forget to tune in every Monday through Friday for our regular episodes, where we provide all the day's news in 10 minutes. I'm Erica Mandy. It's now time for today's Special Edition Saturday. Brian, thank you for joining us here on the Newsworthy. I'm glad you reached out. I do a daily show like you. So I've done 250 episodes on tech news this year. So I've got trends galore for you. Yes, you've seen it all from 2023. So let's talk about what's happened. We obviously have to talk about artificial intelligence with uh, a lot of the headlines obviously focusing on things like ChatGPT and other similar chatbots. So take us through a few of those biggest AI headlines from the year. 2023 was definitely the year of AI for tech. ChatGPT only debuted in November 30th of 2022. So we're just a year into this whole new paradigm, but it has shifted everything in Silicon Valley. There's two things that you should understand about this. Number one, on the one hand, potentially this is a new type of computing that could do insane things like cure cancer, solve climate change. Obviously, you've seen the things that it can do. Like you you type in a few words and it can make a better picture than you could ever take with a camera or something like that. But the second way to look at it is that this is maybe the sort of computing that we were sold from the invention of computers. Like, remember that Jetsons 1950s style, like, hey, computer, do this thing for me, and it just does it. Well, we've had computers in our lives for 70 years, but it's not just do it. You have to well, use this app, that app. You have to understand the file menu. If you're old enough, you remember you uh, the command line. You had to type in things that, to get the computer to do it. So, potentially... This is a new technology that will unlock lots of innovations, but also fundamentally, this is a new type of compute. When you see Captain Picard on Star Trek say, computer, do X, Y, or Z, and that's it, like that's potentially what we're seeing, which is why we're seeing this AI flood into every sort of program, every sort of thing that you might use, because in a way, it's a new interface with, with how computing works. And we're obviously going to see that in the good fun ways like you're talking about, as well as some ways that people maybe aren't so thrilled about. And and one of those things that I know people are watching as we look ahead to 2024 is how AI is going to impact the elections. Uh, what are you foreseeing, good or bad, when it comes to AI impacting the 2024 elections? I would argue that 
AI is not going to change things. We've already been seeing people concerned about misinformation and, you know, bot networks of, you know, sock puppets doing things that aren't true or that confuse people. AI is just going to be an accelerant to that because now, again, AI can, within five seconds of an event happening, create a picture that is false as opposed to people going online and saying things that are false. It can do the, the disinformation at scale. So that that might make it worse by an order of magnitude, but I don't see it as fundamentally changing sort of the problems that we've already been dealing with. And companies have been, you know, like Meta, have been putting in place some new AI and election related policies. Do you think that'll be enough? Probably not. Everything is so fractured now that I don't think that there's any real way for even the biggest platforms to sort of put their thumbs on the scale, as it were. Things are going to bubble up from places beyond the platforms or even on the platforms in little nooks and crannies of the major platforms that maybe they're not even aware of in real time. And, and you know, speaking of the major platforms like Meta, we used to hear a lot about Metaverse and how it would expand our ability to, you know, interact in virtual realities. Does the Metaverse still have a future or is it all about AI now? At the moment, if you are an investor, if you're a VC, if you're a, a founding a company, it is all about uh, AI. However, the true believers have not gone away. Like Mark Zuckerberg doesn't talk about the metaverse very much on the earnings calls anymore. That doesn't mean that he's spending less money on metaverse development. It's just that by not shouting it from the rooftops, investors treat meta stock better. So my answer is sort of nuanced, which is to say, yeah, the hype got ahead of the reality, but that doesn't mean that this is over and done in the same way that, you know, when the dot-com bubble burst in the late 90s, there were people that literally thought that the internet was a fad and the web was a fad, but it didn't prove to be true because, you know, within a, a three or four years, you had things like Facebook being founded. Any thoughts on regulations that could be coming our way because governments are racing to keep up with tech and AI specifically. It is interesting. Um, for at least 40 years, governments in the West have taken a hands-off sort of approach to technology development in terms of regulation because, well, this is innovation. This is where the new jobs are going to come from. AI is the first time in 40 years that governments are stepping in ahead of time to say, we should have rules around this. We should think this through before we you know, move fast and break things. What I would say is, as of right now, in 2023, all of the talk about regulation has been just that. It's sort of been window dressing of, we need to be thoughtful about this. There hasn't been any sort of thing that has like actual teeth. There's regulatory frameworks, but they're all voluntary. I would be surprised if any of those, at least in the West, come to pass at least in 2024, but maybe even at all, because... For all of the talk, I don't know that governments really want to, you know, you could use the term stifle innovation, but also one of the things about AI is governments in the West feel like that this is the next big technology paradigm. And if they put the reins on what is being developed in the West, they could lose to competitors like China. So one of the main reasons why I think Western governments, at least, may not eventually regulate as you know, thoroughly as they might sound like they're going to do is because they're afraid that they would fall behind um, the Chinese and others. 
Let's talk a little bit about Elon Musk. You know, he took over what was Twitter in 2022, but he's continued to evolve the platform. Now it's called X. And one of the more recent headlines is that major companies like Apple and Disney and Walmart have actually stopped advertising on the platform uh, due to some controversies. So what's your takeaway from Elon Musk's impact on tech this year? And do you think X will ultimately survive? I do think it will survive, but my theory, and I'm not the first to say this, is that he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't care to turn it around as a profitable entity, but he might have decided that it's not possible. However, it still serves his aims if what he enjoys about owning X slash Twitter is that it is a platform that allows him to amplify his voice and voices of people that he agrees with. Essentially, it is a very powerful media platform. And, you know, he is the richest man in the world. So as opposed to, okay, we're going to turn this around in a year, 18 months, maybe he's like, listen, this is going to bleed money for me for the foreseeable future. But I still like what the power that it accrues to me. And I still like what it can do for my various causes and things I believe in. So my theory is, whether he'll ever publicly announce this or not, I don't think he wants to turn Twitter around, but he still wants to run Twitter and enjoys running Twitter. Recently, the world learned the power of artificial intelligence, a technology cybersecurity leaders have been leveraging for years. Now, as AI expands and evolves, those same security leaders are left wondering where humans fit into the next generation of AI-empowered security tools and solutions. Arctic Wolf, the industry leader in managed security operations, seeks to answer this question in their newly published report, The Human-AI Partnership. Access the insights of over 800 cybersecurity decision makers in North America and the United Kingdom to better understand how organizations are weighing the benefits and risks of deploying AI tools. Uncover the biggest obstacles to turning AI and human engineers into a formidable team. Discover why the near-term benefits of large language models are being upended by a crucial flaw in the technology. And learn what the rise of AI tools mean for human practitioners moving forward. Get your copy today at arcticwolf.com slash techmeme. That's arcticwolf.com slash techmeme. We're being sponsored today by a company on a product that longtime listeners know I have used for years and cannot literally cannot live or at least work without it. One Password. One Password combines industry-leading security with award-winning design to bring private, secure, and user-friendly password management to everyone. Companies lose hours every day just from employees forgetting and resetting passwords. A single data breach costs millions of dollars. One Password secures every sign-in to save you time and money, any device, any time. One Password lets you securely switch between iPhone. Android, Mac, and PC with convenient features like autofill for quick sign-ins. All you have to remember is the one strong account password that protects everything else. Your logins, your credit cards, secure notes, or the office Wi-Fi password. 1Password generates as many strong, unique passwords as you need and securely stores them in an encrypted vault that only you have access to. I started using 1Password, what, a decade ago? Join me and over 100,000 businesses on board the 1Password bandwagon. Because right now, my listeners get a free two-week trial at onepassword.com slash ride. That's two free weeks at the number one, the word password, all one word, dot com slash ride. Onepassword.com slash ride. 
And as we think about some controversies, I would say crypto has has dealt with a lot of scandals this year, a lot of talk about fraud, and there's been court cases. And yet the price of Bitcoin has surged recently. What's going on in the crypto market in 2023? So a lot of the energy from two years ago in crypto was like these new sort of DeFi is decentralized finance, these new sort of like ways to do finance on the blockchain. Those are all sort of discredited and a lot of them defunct. The NFT craze, there are still true believers, but that seems to be defunct or whatever. There's a certain segment of people that believe that um, Bitcoin exists in its own realm in the sense that Bitcoin was the first, and it's the only one that has never blown up, and it still kind of works. So there's a scenario where Bitcoin as a store of value, as a replacement for gold, whatever your theory of why Bitcoin can still rise and stick around, there's a case to be made that Bitcoin can rise even as the rest of crypto is sort of in an actual nuclear winter. Electric vehicles also used to be all in the headlines where, you know, everybody's switching over. But now there does seem to be at least a bit of a pullback. What's been going on with EVs in 2023? And what do you expect in the new year? I have to be a little nuanced on this. EV adoption is still continuing apace. And probably best estimates are, you know, within the end of the decade, EV sales will be perhaps more than 50% of of new car sales. It's just that they're not rising as quickly as people um, expected. And I think the answer for that is, is because low-hanging fruit theory. Um, Most of the people that were interested in going over to the EV lifestyle, if you will, they have done it. There's plenty of EV vehicles for sale now, but the potential customer of those vehicles is not the easy sale, is not the low-hanging fruit. You have to do more to convince a customer now buying a new car that, hey, an electric vehicle is the way to go. So the nuance would be, this is not a turnaround. It's not that EV sales as a percentage of new car sales is dropping. It's just not rising as rapidly as it was. And that impacts the investment that some of these automakers are making in EV, especially after we saw the auto strike. So the the nuance to the nuance would be, well, but this could put a serious damper on the EV revolution if you're a Ford and you're a GM and you've invested all of these billions of dollars and you're not getting the return as quickly on that investment as you wanted. And so they would pull back in order to preserve capital and preserve profitability and things like that. So what we saw as two years ago, not only is Tesla doing great, but every vehicle maker in the world is also jumping on the bandwagon. Well, all of the bandwagon jumpers might be pulling back a bit. And so that might also, it might cause sort of a snowball effect that also slows the speed with which the EV revolution happens. Any other top tech stories from 2023 that you think we haven't touched on or any other predictions or stories that you're watching for 2024? So the prediction for 2024 kind of comes back to the metaverse in the the sense that um, Apple's Vision Pro, that sort of $3,000 AR, VR mask, is going to be released. Now, no one expects a $3,000 mask that covers your entire face is going to be a huge consumer breakthrough. Or if it is, listen, uh, even, even I, who cover trends all the time, will be incredibly shocked. But what Apple does have a tendency to do is prove the market. You know, um, simple earbud sales are a $30 billion a year business now, and that didn't exist before Apple did it. You go back to the iPhone. So Apple is coming in at the high end of the market like they say they are. 
2024 will be the year of will AR and VR not take over? I'm not suggesting that. But will the foundation be laid for what Apple expects it to be, which is the replacement of the smartphone? It might not replace the smartphone even by the end of this decade, but we will know by the end of 2024 whether Apple has done what they have done many times in the past, which is prove a market and allow it to gain enough credibility that then it can grow and then go mainstream. Any uh, final thoughts about tech in 2023? It's been a wild year. Um, Like I said, I've been doing my show six years, about the same amount of time you've been doing yours. And um, this has been the craziest year, even even during the the COVID years. But I I still love tech, and I still think that it's the most exciting area of news to cover. Well, thank you so much to Brian McCullough for joining us today. Stay up to date with all things tech with his podcast, Tech Meme Ride Home. And of course, don't forget to join us again for our 10-minute news roundups every Monday through Friday. Thank you so much for being here. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend. 